Hello, welcome to another episode of Soccer Dads. Bem-vindo, bem-venido, welcome, come on in. This is Soccer Dads, I'm your host Steve Serralajero. You can find us on all your podcast platforms, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, yeah, SoundCloud, uh, I mean, do the work. Search for me, Soccer Dads, and here we go. A lot of news happening um, throughout the week uh, with Man City. Big one is Man City not going to the Champions League for two years. Obviously, they're going to fight it. They even got a new lawyer uh, to fight the case. But um, when uh, asked about um, the punishment, uh, they said that um, uh, they're, they weren't surprised with it because obviously they were doing a lot of cheating. And uh, I'm going to explain to um, uh, this all came from gold.com. I'm going to explain to exactly what happened uh, with. Uh, the situation with Man City. So uh, Man City has been banned for the Champions League for two years and have been fined $33 million. Just give me half of that. An investigation found City guilty of overstating its sponsorship revenue. Hold on, I'm going to explain it. Uh, between 2012 and 2016, UEFA's club financial control body, or the CFCB, opened an investigation in 2019 after allegations were, were first made public by German publication Der Spiegel. With documents obtained from whistleblowers, uh, football leaks. Uh, for my Portuguese listeners, the football leaks, you know very well, Rui Pinto uh, being a part of that. Uh, he was arrested uh, for uh, sending out leaks of uh, Benfica emails to uh, Porto representatives. And uh, apparently Porto's on that, Benfica's on it. Uh, but he's been arrested and Portugal's really corrupt, so nothing's being dealt. I mean, they're probably going to do an Epstein with him because, uh, yeah, the rich take care of that business. Um, so... Um, Etihad had only funded um, 8 million pounds of sponsorship and that majority of the club's 67.5 million pounds was being supplied by the Abu Dhabi group who Mansour, the owner of City, uh, owns the company. Uh, so City was deceiving UEFA by, by doing this to meet certain uh, FFP rules. So pretty much um, they were only getting 8 million and... The rest of the money was being paid by Mansour itself. Um, this, the rest, uh, the 67.5 million pounds was being paid so they could keep buying uh, more players because uh, from what it reads here, the FFP uh, guidelines upheld by UEFA in order to discourage clubs from exploiting their financial superiority and then gaining unfair advantage. FPF rules state what a club spends must be balanced with what they earned. It was introduced to dissuade clubs from overspending in areas such as player and wages and transfers. So, you guys do the math. Lucrative sponsorships increase clubs' revenues, how much they can spend. The suggestion then was Mansoor was privately funding the majority of the Etihad deal, are you getting it now, which raised concerns that the club misled UEFA's CFCB. So, he was pretty much tampering with the paperwork and the, the payments. You know, they're only at $8 million, but he's funding... <laughs> another what uh, 59 million pounds and saying hey this is how much they're getting us uh, and the crazy thing about this with every, all the players that they bought all the money that they spent 
the one transfer when they were like, wait a minute, something's up, was Wilfred Bonney from Swansea for 25 million pounds. Wilfred Bonney, remember him? Uh, they also they might also get point deduction in the Premier League. Uh, if they win the Champions League, obviously they will not make it to next year's edition because they are no, they're not allowed to be in Europe for two years. Uh, they will not be in um, a Club World Cup if that were to happen, and they wouldn't be in the UEFA Super Cup. So fifth place this year in England, if nothing gets overturned, I don't think it will. With uh, uh, also the uh, FA being uh, really pissed with this happening and wanting to reduce points in the Premier League, also um, with that happening, fifth place. We'll get you Champions League spots. And now the race for the Champions League has gotten a lot more spicier with Wolves, United, and come on, Sheffield United, um, fighting for that spot. Chelsea uh, is actually now losing 2-0 against Man U. Bruno Fernandes bagging his first assist. Hit the post with a free kick. Bruno Fernandes, man, you're looking good, bro. You're looking good. Uh, and Mason Mount just hit the post, too. It's uh, and They took a goal away from Giroud. But uh, it was more Man Yeah, I don't know. It was pretty even. But this is... What was a classic Fisher's just like, eh, it's all right. It ain't bad, man. You know, uh, man, you only had four points since January 1st. So here you go. Now they got seven. Uh, disgusting news coming from Portugal. Uh, I only saw the highlights and I saw the video of like what happened. Um, so a lot of people think like Porto fans are like the worst, uh, Befica fans, uh, the big teams, but probably the most disgusting <laughs> group in Portugal. Are, are the fans from Guimarães, the White Knights? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing because it, they're really bad. Like, they fight each other. It happened last year in uh, UEFA against uh, Marseille. Um, so, here's what happened. Uh, during pre, uh, pre-match warm-ups, um, Guimarães fans were, and, and there's videos everywhere, were doing monkey chants, racist chants toward Musa Moraga. Um, so, uh, I'll give this to Musa Muraga. Like, it's not cool what happened. Obviously, it's 2020. Uh, these people still haven't evolved. They're fucking cavemen. They're re- radicals. Uh, I mean, free to treat a human being like this uh, because of a soccer game. I guess I guess you're getting you're trying to get into his head, but there's other ways <laughs> to getting into a player's head. Um, so Musa Muraga stormed out due to racist chance. Um, but I have to say, I love how Maraga like handled it. He chewed it up all game. <laughs> he scores the winner. He points at his skin as he's celebrating. Uh, he gives the racist fans the middle finger. They start to throw the chairs. Uh, he grabs one of the chairs, acts like it's a hat. And then he gets a yellow card for this, which I think is ridiculous. Like, the ref... Heard this, these chants during the whole game. I mean, it's under UEFA rule, FIFA rule, like, to stop the game. Uh, so he gives him a, a yellow card, and Marega's like, why are you giving me the yellow? Like, this is on you. Like, you should have stopped this. Um, so he tries to, he gets held back from his teammates to not get off the field, but, you know, I don't blame him. Uh, honestly, if I were the players, I know they they wanted, they wanted him to, I guess, uh, you know, try to eat it up and show that he's stronger than them. But, I mean, I, I was kind of boss with he scores a goal, points at his skin, fucking gives him the finger, like, right, I'm out, fuck you guys. But uh, it's still their support of the, the players, obviously. The coaches were supportive of Marega. Um, so, it, I mean, but in 2017, this happened with Nelson Smith. I mean, everyone's giving him, like, credit to Marega. And, yes, yes, 
But Nelson Smith went through the same exact thing. He also got a yellow card. But he told the fans to shut up. They didn't get the middle finger. And then on the, I think it was the Bala in Portugal, they said that the only, the customer's always right. And the only interaction that a player should have with the fans is clapping. And But they're praising Maraga for doing what he did. And I mean, yeah, I praise him too, how he handled it like a ball. I like the way he handled it. But at the same time, Elson Smith three years ago went through the same shit. And he was criticized for telling the fans to be quiet. And he just did like the hand gesture with the hand, with like a puppet hand, you know, and just did it like shut your mouth. That was it. And he got a yellow for it. So uh, Portuguese refs need to fucking step up because uh, they are on another level. They're kind of like, I'd probably rank them with like Bulgaria, to tell you the truth. Uh, with that win, <sighs> I'm in panic mode. With that win, both run out one point from Efica. Uh, I think Benfica's playing like shit. I didn't like the Servi sub for Saferovic. Uh, I mean, Servi w- was one of the better players on the field. Uh, Benfica missed some clear chances in the first half. Uh, Vinicius missed, I think it was a one-on-one. Kicked it wide. Uh, I think it was a PZ cross too. Headed it over the net. Um, <sighs> chances that he would usually bury. Uh, Pizzi had a great, uh, great chance. Pizzi Picasso. Had a great chance in the second half. Uh, Matheus saved it. Matheus is having a hell of a season, by the way. Um, and then uh, Braga brought in uh, Trincão, who came in well, held the ball well, uh, gave some problems to uh, Tomaj. Really fantastic player to watch. I hope he does well in Barca when he's there. Uh, Braga, man, they're looking really good. I mean, Braga's no joke. It's Porto and Sporting twice, won the Taça de Liga. They're, they're undefeated ever since Ruben Amorim came in. Um, playing really nice attacking. They could handle the pressure, but Bifika looked really good in the first half, and then that goal just uh, really fucking fucked it up for us. And um, Braga in the last 10 minutes, we were waiting for our count, waiting to counter us while we went for the goal. Uh, I don't, you know, you, you get Diego Sosa, you put him in the 83rd minute. Why not have him come in instead of Sefo? Because Sefo's not doing anything. I know he scored two goals a couple weeks ago, and he had an assist for Rafa against Sporting. But, man, it, it, I don't know, man. I, I re, We need a change in the lineup. Ferro has been shambolic. I, I, I read in the ball uh, that he, he's been playing with an injury. But, I mean, he was nowhere near the Paulinho goal. He is getting destroyed by Diogo Gonçalves. Uh, by the way, Diogo Gonçalves, my little Lynchanu, please come back, Lynchan. Por favor. Uh, they need to look at him uh, and need to bring him back. Uh, he was destroyed by Diogo Gonçalves in the Tassa. Destroyed by Marega. Destroyed by Martinez, who's uh, on loan, I think, from um, was it Atletic Madrid from Familico. And now Paulinho. Come on, bro. Uh, Saferovic comes in, and it's as equal as putting a traffic on as a sub. Uh, I mentioned it before, uh, the Diego Souza thing. I don't get it. Also, uh, we get Vigil. Love Vigil. He's like a fancier Yavi Garcia. When you have Florentino and Samaris... Weagle is the same as like Florentino, in a sense like square passes, great at reading the play, and then you have a, a more, uh, you know, you have somebody who could play box to box, but you know he's not like a thought who can fucking run through players, you know, like a motor, you know, like, uh, um, so optic and this is just my idea. Uh, Weagle is also a second position center back. I would put Vigil at center back position because he's a beast there too. Uh, somebody Sortino in a in Vigil spot, and have Vigil play for, uh, with uh, Ruben Diaz, and then Tara play with next to somebody Sentino. 
I love my Picasso. I love Pizzi. Uh, he's having a hell of a season. But if you notice when he plays, it's 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 usually in the second half. Sometimes in the first, not so much. But he doesn't. He lacks speed, and you can't really play outside right mid. I know he pinches in. He comes in, helps out with the with the attack when when we're attacking, and he comes inside the box or comes outside right in the middle of the edge of the box. I understand that. But the, when we go out on the break, have you noticed how many times he stops and turns back instead of like you know? I, I, what I really want, I I think Benfica really needs are fast wingers. That's what we're always fantastic with like on the counter with having these fast, you know, like a Rafa on the right, and maybe like change the formation around. Man, the four four two is not working anymore. Uh, like we've been lucky with some games too, man. It's not like, uh, like I would I would try to get PZ in the uh, you know find a, find the formation for him to play. If you're not gonna get if you're not gonna sell him, and I know he's having a great season. I know that. I know that. But you gotta play him as a ten. He's our Picasso. He's our playmaker. You know, maybe a four three three Vigo and Tarapt behind him to control whenever he loses the ball. You know, play Vinicius in the middle with Rafa on the right and Sadovi on the left. But I know Lodge is not playing. He just sticks with that four four two. And if you look at it tactically, it's not really a four four two because players are coming in. Rafa pinches in a lot into the middle, and then you you know, but that that fucks us. On the counter because we only all we have outside on the left is Grimaldo. But then, defensively speaking, to cover Grimaldo, you would have Gabriel. But Gabriel has that problem with his eye, the same as uh, Gattuso and uh, Edgar Davids had. That's why Davids had the glasses. Um, you know, so I I think we need to find a way to get PZ playing that free roll or playmaking ten position because PZ outside is just sometimes he just slows down the counter. It's just like always a turn. Shields it, passes it back to Andrea Almeida or, or, or Tavares, or, or he shields it and he falls and he waits for the foul. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many times it just slows down the fucking play. Uh, again, that's my boy. I'm not, you know, but it's time to realize maybe we got to move on. Maybe we need to fucking, I don't know. We need to do something. Cause we bring Diogo. We need a fast wingers. We need uh, we need that. We definitely need that. Um, and we need a box-to-box. Vigo, Florentino, San Maris. Who do you got for Tarat? The plays like Tarat. Nobody. I say bring bring Krovanovic back. Bring him back when he comes uh, when the season's over. He's having a hell of a season for Westbrook. Scored a banger. What was it against uh, Millwall last week? I know it was a windy game, uh, windy temperatures, but still. Uh, what else? Um, I'm sorry, I'm just reading my notes. Uh, like going back with the uh, uh, offensively speaking, with the fast wingers, Markovic, Ramirez, and Salvio. Do you remember those days? We had that, and then you had Di Maria on the left. You know, like, fuck, man. We had some fucking fast wingers, bro. Damn, dude. Gaitan, fucking, oh, my God, bro. Now it's like, I lack nothing, man. We lack speed break on the break. Like, uh, Also, Chiquinho should be competing with Tarat in that position. If we don't have it, Chiquinho played fantastic when he pitched back against uh, Sport, uh, was it Porto? No, Porto, sorry. Uh, you know. Uh, orchestrated the game very well, getting the ball deep. You know, it's that was probably one of the better games. And it's where he played in, in that position with Moreira. He had eight goals and seven seven assists that season. Made him deserving him getting the to come back to Mefica. So I know we got a lot of season left, uh, and I just had this feeling where this is going to go down to the very end because, of course, Braga plays Sporting in Braga and Mefica plays Sporting in the Luz. So this season again is going to make me lose two years of my life. Uh, we got Juvicent on Monday. 
<sighs> like I mentioned before, Stubal Familico and Riwavoe. There are very, and we haven't tied yet. God forbid we tie one of these games. Porto just needs to win. Boom, they're two points ahead of us. So, yeah. Uh, I, and I hate to admit it, hate it because of what he did to us. But the best football I've seen, and I know me and my friends talk about this a lot every time I watch Benfica, was with JJ. And after seeing Flamengo win the Brazilian Super Cup, I'm going to whisper to JJ's ear, like, come on, JJ, please. Uh, I miss that football, the heavy metal, that pressure. Uh, like, I just feel like we're standing there sometimes. Uh huh. Well, who's gonna go? Oh, oh, I'll go. I got, I, I got it. And then no one goes for the header. No one tries to win the ball. Uh, these balls in the air, like it's just. And then Lash says it's the most solid game we played. Solid what? Solidly like shit. Like I don't, I don't know. I got nothing against Lash, but it's his third loss in 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 the year. Uh, yeah, whatever, man. But we are not playing the same soccer. I know we lost Felix, but there's just something. Something needs to be changed. Get Ferro out. So if Ferro's hurt, get him out. Play Vigo. Play Samaris at center back. Samaris is a beast also at center back. So we know that. We've seen him in the Champions League against Zanit. Man of the match. The top 11 of the, of the week in the Champions League knockout that year. Um, all right. So let me just move on because I'm, I'm like breaking my heart right now. Uh, Serie A. Uh, speaking of that, uh, before I track, all of these leagues have like one point away from the from, – uh, first place, La Liga, Bundesliga, Serie A, and the Portuguese Liga, Farmers League, France, I'm not even talking, like 10 points, 10 points ahead of Marseille, and Marseille is like ahead by, what, seven points from Lille, and they just beat Lille in Lille, uh, Renat Sanz had a hell of a game, by the way, Renat Sanz slowly starting to come back, which I love to see, but uh, Serie A allows you to beat Juventus, going 19 games now undefeated, Chiro and Mobley bagging another goal with the PK, it wasn't PK, he got fucking like speared from behind, uh, making it 26 for him this season, leading goal scoring charts by 6 over Ronaldo, um, I love when Young gives Inter the lead, Simeone Inzaghi tells his players, calma, tickety, and then Mobley scores and he's like, tickety, calma, and Malinko Savage scores and he's fucking, and then he's like, calmed himself down, tightens his suit, like, alright, we're good. Uh, nasty goal by Savage, by the way. Uh, nice turn, composed, buried it with his left. Uh, Juve rested Ronaldo, so he, I, he he didn't have the chance to tie uh, Gabi Batistuta's 11-game uh, straight scoring uh, record. Um, as they easily beat 19th place, uh, Brescia 2-0. Uh, now Juve is with 57 points, Lazio 56, Inter with 50 points, uh, 54 points. Uh, we got title ladies and gents. Bayern won 4-1, uh, two goals from Nabri. Um, Alfonso David got an assist. Red Bull won 3-0. Bayern uh, are the league leaders with 46 points. Red Bull with 45. Uh, my boys in yellow won 4-0. Borisi Dortmund. Rafa Guerrero had a hell of a match. Scored a fucking ripper outside the box. Uh, good to see him with his swagger back. Keep it up. Hopefully, uh, we need you in the Euros. Um, Arsenal won 4-0. 4-0. 4 Ozil got one. Uh, it was a shitty goal. Uh, goalie should have got that. But um, his goal was actually the most passed. Uh, it was the goal with the most passes before being scored this season. Had thirty. All 11 players touched 35 passes before being scored. It was a little bit. I mean, it was pretty lucky. Um, Tottenham won a thriller. A little luck never hit anyone. Uh, they have a big clash for Europe next week. Now with Chelsea losing 2-0 uh, at Stamford Bridge. So we got a London Derby coming up next week. Um, what else do I got? Uh, so Buffon this week. Um, uh, for the They played the Coppa Italia. 
in um, Italy. Uh, <laughs> Buffon has a collection of, of jerseys, right? And as jerseys, it's um, uh, uh, Maldini, uh, Enrico Chiesa, uh, Lilian Turam, and George Weya. And now he has all their sons' jerseys. He has um, Marcus Turam's jersey when he played them against the Champions League. Um, uh, who plays for Boris Mokon Block? Federico Chiesa, uh, playing for Fiorentina. Timmy Weya, um, when he played at PSG, and now he's at Lille. And now Daniel Maldini, which is a crazy story because uh, he is the third generation to play for AC Milan. He had Cesar Maldini, who won the Champions League against Benfica in the 60s. Paolo Maldini, and now you have Daniel Maldini, who's actually a winger, not a defender. So um, that was cool. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, by the way, had a fucking hell of a game. Got his first assist. So that's pretty dope to see. And they look actually a little bit more lively on the offense. Um, so good to see Bruno looking like he's fitting in with uh, Man United. So, all right, guys. Uh, I will be back next week with some more soccer shit. Uh, I am Steve Sarajedo. Uh You can find me on Instagram at stevesarah 14 uh, Soccer Dads FC on all platforms, Twitter, Facebook, all that jazz. Um, love you. Good night. Thank <laughs> you.